You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Joined by Jake Martin. What up, Jake? <laughs> I'm a little tangled up here. What's up? Not much. How you doing? Good weekend? Great sports weekend. Really good sports weekend. You had some really good playoff games. You had a lot going on locally. And you even had a fight of the year candidate. Ooh. Yeah. So I enjoyed the sports weekend very much. Plenty to discuss over the next two hours. You can join the conversation on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash uh, text line 888-993-7762. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. Plenty to discuss. Of course, where would you want to start on headlines? Because there is a lot to dive into what took place this weekend. I think we probably need to start with the NBA playoffs and what the Pels did. Uh, the Pels stole game one, which is huge. Now they have the home court advantage. Um, but, yeah, they went in to Portland Saturday night, late Saturday night. Uh, the game took off at 9.30. And, uh, took you know, I'm not all in on the NBA postseason, but, I mean, you flip over there, and I certainly did for the fourth quarter of that game. And how you could not get into that ball game, I don't know, because it was uh, action-packed. And then, of course, the drama and the crowd yeah. into that, it was good stuff. It was great stuff. And the Pelicans <laughs> nearly gave it up. Uh, they were dominating that game. And, of course, the Blazers made a run. Uh, you know, but what, what stood out to me was the plays by Drew Holiday at the end. Uh, he's proven that he is one of the best two-way players in the NBA. And though he, he makes me – he drives me crazy sometimes with his turnovers, uh, he still makes up for it with those defensive plays. And he had a huge block at the end of that game to seal the victory. A.E. Phillips went to a school there in Ruston for a few years, little-known fact. Now, of course, uh, the Pels will be looking forward to winning game number two. And once again, that atmosphere will be raucous. That is set to tip off tomorrow night, correct? At what time? Nine, I think it's 9.30 again. Ooh. Yeah, Or maybe 8.30. One of those. I'll check it. Uh, the Pels off to a good start in that series, winning game one. One of several storylines in the NBA from this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to those other NBA headlines in a minute. I think we need to go local first. Um and do you want to start with spring game? You want to start with baseball? What do you want to go with? Uh, let's go baseball, first of all. And, of course, uh, an eventful weekend for our area schools. We start with Tech, of course, uh, come in as the 25th-ranked team going into the weekend, following that loss to LSU in the midweek game. But, unfortunately, uh, Louisiana Tech loses the first two games. They went in with a three-game losing streak. First uh, three-game losing streak I believe they've had this year. Backs were against the wall, of course, for yesterday, and they rally, and they rally in a big way, winning that one 10-6, Chris and Strawman. Yeah, facing one of the better offensive teams in the league, and they gave up 21 runs in that series loss. But uh, real quick, did you see the catch by Taylor Young yesterday? An incredible diving catch by uh, Louisiana Tech's second baseman. It was incredible, over-the-shoulder catch in foul territory. If you haven't seen it, uh, look it up. I believe Louisiana Tech has it on their Twitter. Uh, news not so good for ULM. They get swept up there in Little Rock. Uh, they lose two in gut-wrenching fashion. The fact they lose 3-2 to two and 6-5 to five in the last two games of that series. They'll try to get back on track with a midweek game as they'll travel to Grambling on Tuesday. Speaking of the Tigers, 
They win their series, and boy, do they do it in dramatic fashion. They were down yesterday playing a doubleheader. They lost the first one, second game of the doubleheader. They're down 9-3 to going into the seventh inning, and they rally to win 10-9 to as they score their uh, seven runs in the seventh inning to split the doubleheader. They now improve to 10-8 uh, and eight in conference play. Yeah, and I, they scored 27 runs in that series. So the bats are still are still hot. But, uh, yeah, taking two away from Arkansas Pine Bluff was a big deal. And then, of course, uh, LSU playing a, a late game uh, yesterday, especially for a Sunday afternoon. And they have to do it in dramatic fashion to rally to, of course, sweep Tennessee. Yeah, the rally bees. You knew this was going to get started after what, what uh, we discussed last week with the bees making a beehive on the uh, batting cages. But uh, yeah, this was uh, they were down seven to three in the in the uh, ninth inning, and they scratch and claw, and you know Austin Bain gets a gets a double that brings them within one, and with with an out, here comes Daniel Cabrera who launches a three run homer to give them that nine to seven victory. Thus, they swept Tennessee. Uh, that was big, but the whole Johnny Holstaff experiment didn't exactly work. <laughs> um, hey, you know, that was the first time they led all game. They trailed the entire game and uh, didn't pull off the victory until the very end. So, uh, I, I, me personally, I think I would move AJ Labus uh, to Sunday, but that's just me. And I'm and I haven't won 1,400 uh, baseball games like Paul Maneri just did. Uh, the biggest thing that stands out from LSU baseball this weekend, it was a major storyline and a talking point we had going in on Friday, was uh, Jake Slaughter and could he continue to hold down that starting position when uh, basically Maneri kind of threw him under the bus, just said if we had a better option, we would go with him at third base, but we're sticking with Jake for now. And Jake, of course, in the first two games was on fire. On fire. He had a couple homers, had a triple um, he did have a few uh, defensive woes yesterday. Had a couple errors, but overall, really strong weekend for Jake Slaughter. And it was funny because you know going into that game, what, what did uh, Luke Johnson say? If it clicks, it sticks. He'll stick. He'll stick. Yeah, and it, I think he's going to stick in that lineup for a while after after that weekend. Uh, batting just a two oh three going to that series, and of course the big blast from Jake. Certainly good to see. The other news down at LSU was a scrimmage. And I'll take it for what it is. It is a scrimmage down there, but uh, the quarterback drama continues as uh, the numbers released on what took place over the weekend. And Loyal Narcisse had the best day of anyone. Yawn. Okay. <laughs> I can't, these are the same numbers that Ed O'Dron gives us, and Clyde edwards Lair had a big day. But these are all situational things. I don't I don't take too much from it. Well, Narcisse went 7 of 10 for 143 yards. Uh, Orgeron's quote, best day for the redshirt freshman. Terrence Marshall continues to turn some heads down there. They continue to say he's probably rolling, running at only about 85% right now. Made several nice grabs. Yeah. Yep. The bigger news, of course, uh, Louisiana Tech with their spring game. And you'll hear from Ben Carlisle in the next segment to break down what we saw and what needs to continue to be worked on for the Bulldogs as the fall approaches. Yeah, uh, Jacquez Dancy had a big day. I think he's starting to kind of pull away from the the pack as far as who will be the starting running back, and it was good to see him have a big day. And um, Jamar Smith didn't have the day that many losing Tech fans were hoping he would have, uh, 13 for 34 with 113 yards. So I think that leaves a lot to be desired. Mm. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Ben will join us in the next segment to break that down.
other headlines, and there were a lot of them from the NFL this weekend. Starting, of course, with Des Bryant and the news coming down on Friday that the Cowboys had decided it was time to part ways with their all-pro wide receiver. Yeah, and this is something that, you know, we thought that they would get something for him, but ultimately they just decided to cut ties with him, which is a bit shocking uh, for me. But he had a couple of quotes that were uh, quite telling. Yeah, we'll get into them in a little bit where he's just, uh, he basically throws some of his teammates uh, under the bus, not mentioning names, but you can pretty much understand who he's referencing. Uh, this was to the uh, Dallas Morning News, basically saying that uh, he was not one of Jason Garrett's boys. Uh, they mentioned, of course, about the, the captains on the team and how Des Bryant was not a captain on the squad. So here's Des Bryant's uh, quote. I won't put no names out there, but they know, and I want them to know, I know. I'll shoot them a text message and let them know. Little do they know is, you know, you can wear that C all you want to, but in the locker room, they know who they run and talk to. They know who they communicate with. Everybody knows where the real love is at. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but that's the difference between me and them. Des Bryant, uh, the references to the uh, captains last year were Prescott, Witten, Lee, Crawford, Skandrick, and Bailey. Des taking the high road. I won't put no names out there, but they know <laughs> that I want them to know I know. Yeah. Jarvis Landry signs a, a $75 yeah. million dollar contract extension with the Cleveland Browns. Hey, I mean, that was quick. <laughs> that was really quick to get that big-time deal. Uh, but uh, $75 million, man, they must really like what they've seen so far from him. Uh, the other report out of the uh, ESPN that uh, Arden Key has told NFL teams that he has now been sober for a year. Trying to clear up some of the cloudy situation on Arden Key last year and why he was not with LSU. Yeah. He took a leave of absence. And we still don't know fully why. But, uh, yeah, we can kind of connect the dots there. Uh, Quint weighs in with two texts here. Uh, Pels are flying high. If LeBron thinks he is fine wine, I see him as an old wrinkled grape. It's not LeBron. It's his teammates. And I'll get into that later. If I'll, I'll just read the dang box score, box score from that game. His, his teammates did not show up. And, of course, a lot of them, it was their playoff debut. Which, you know, you could have said the same thing about a lot of the Sixers, and that didn't seem to phase them. But, yeah, uh, the Pacers took it to LeBron and the Cavs and won game one of that series. Uh, Quint says Astros update that Jake doesn't research. Yeah, uh, the Rangers took two away from the Astros this weekend. Uh, Bartolo, Bartolo Colon. 44 years young. Yeah, almost had a perfect game. I think it went to the eighth inning yesterday, but the Astros broke it up. But, yeah, Rangers win back-to-back -back games uh, Saturday and Sunday in the 10th inning, both games went into extras. Uh, so the Rangers took that series away from the Astros. Mm. How's sexy, that for research? Big sexy takes it into the 8th inning. Yeah, yeah. Take that for data. Uh, they win 3-2 to two the first one against the Rangers. Then they lose 6-5 to five and 10, and then 3-1 to one in 10. I believe now the Astros, our team, has lost four of its last five. <laughs> Perhaps we brought a little bad luck to the team, but that's fine. Uh, a few of the headlines from this weekend. Did we miss one or two? Hit us up on the Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line, 888-993-7762. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pain Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? 
The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. You felt good throwing that shade right back at Clint, didn't you? Yeah. It feels good when you do your homework. It's like the teacher's asking you, thinking they don't know, thinking, you know, you might have slept uh, on, on your work, but no. You did your research. Jake's you not work. sleeping on the Astros. But no. He did watch no. a lot of uh, MMA this weekend. I watched a lot of MMA. I watched a lot of basketball. I watched just about every playoff game there was. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk about all of it. Uh, Sherman says that quote from Dez confirms why the Cowboys made the correct decision. Mm. True. Yeah, uh, coming up, though, we'll be talking about some Louisiana Tech spring storylines, what, what came out of the spring game. Uh, we'll, we'll talk with Ben Carl all about that. From Bleed Tech Blue, he'll join us in the next segment. We're really fired up to get uh, from Fox Sports, Tim Brando will rejoin us at 8 o'clock. We'll uh, take another walk down memory lane with him. He told us some great stories from uh, Neville. We'll ask him about his uh, days at Northeast, plus, of course, some college basketball and baseball news from him. Nick White will join us for his uh, weekly conversation, the Voice of the Warhawks at 8.30. Yes, and we always look forward to your calls, your texts, 888-993-7762. The Morning Drive returns after this on Sports Talk 97.7. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. When things heat up and you need to cool down, call the experts at Chili's Heating and Cooling. Take advantage of our current offers on all our qualifying Lennox air conditioning systems. Visit us online at Chili'sAC.com and like us on Facebook. Chili's Heating and Cooling, your independent premier Lennox dealer. Chili's Heating and Cooling, we heat you up. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. The newest lawn equipment pro center in the area is your new Cub Cadet Superstore, Yard Power. Yard Power in Monroe is your source for the full line of Cub Cadet mowers. In fact, they're the only dealer in Northeast Louisiana. And Yard Power is loaded with Cub Cadets. Over 100 mowers on the ground ready to roll. All backed by a full service and parts department. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. 
Uh, a lot of things to recap from Louisiana Tech from this past weekend, including the spring game and their series this past weekend with Charlotte. Uh, now join us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline, Ben Carlisle from Blue Tech Blue. Ben, what's up this morning? Oh, not much, guys. How y'all doing? Uh, fantastic. Uh, let's start with baseball because uh, we look at what took place in the first two games of that series. And, of course, the dogs got off to a, a dreadful start losing those first two following that loss to LSU in the midweek game. Uh, how important was it to get back on track yesterday? Yeah, it was very important to get back on track yesterday, you know, get get that good winning feeling back. Uh, I know Tech pulled out a 10-6 victory. Uh, scores actually a little closer than that ball game was. It was nice to see uh, Logan Bailey continue to pitch very well on Sunday. He went seven innings, allowed two home runs. Uh, Dalton Skelton, Mason Robinson each hit home runs to lead the way for Tech. I think Tech had 14 hits offensively. Uh, all in all, it was a good day Sunday. It was a tough, tough day Saturday, like you guys mentioned, especially that second Saturday game when Tech has a 4-1 lead in the seventh inning before allowing five runs to end up losing. So that was certainly not uh, too encouraging. But a nice way to bounce back on Sunday afternoon, uh, move to 10-5 and overall in conference play. I know they're not in first place anymore, but they certainly didn't play themselves out of the conference race. And uh, I think there's five weeks left in the conference season. So, a lot of baseball to be played, uh, but certainly nice to get a win to, you know, salvage that series in a way. Uh, still a team that has won, what, 25 games, and as you mentioned, 10-5 and five in league play, and you'll hear a clip from Lane Burroughs later in the show, just mentioning the fact that for the conference race, they're still in a pretty good spot. Oh, yeah, they're definitely in a good spot. And, you know, you look at, you know, Southern Miss is on a schedule in, I think, three or four weeks, and so... If you want to win the league, you know, obviously the league pretty much runs through Hattiesburg. So you win a series in Southern Miss, or in Hattiesburg against Southern Miss, you're going to be right there at the end. And I don't know if Tech's RPI is going to be there at the end of the year after this series loss. Well, going into yesterday, it was around 81, which is certainly not in the at-large discussion. But like you said, 25 and 13 overall, just keep winning baseball games. And who knows what can happen? You know, you get hot at the right time, make a run in that conference tournament and uh, you'll find yourself back in a regional for the second time in three years. Hey, I know this was an important conference series, and uh, you know what took place on Friday where everything getting pushed back, but do you think there may have been a little bit of a, you know, pardon the quote here, a little bit of a hangover following LSU and, of course, the buildup in that ball game going into then the conference series this, this weekend? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anytime you go down to Baton Rouge and play, you know, an LSU school that, you know, really dominates the state, you know, one of the better teams around the country year in and year out. I think that's to be expected. And, you know, you put on top of that, you know, Charlotte come to town. Charlotte hasn't been the greatest matchup for Tech over the years. A very good offensive ball club is a big offensive weekend. and wind was blowing out throughout the weekend. So, you know, you mix all the variables together and it makes for a tough weekend. But, you know, this team showed some of its mental toughness yesterday you know, to avoid being swept, to be able to, you know, pick up that one game and not lose three games in a weekend, but just lose two. And like we said, stay in that conference race, which is crucial at this time of the year. And it sets up a huge week, a trip down to Lafayette, and I believe they'll just stay on the road, then uh, make their way over to Marshall. Uh, Tough four games coming up for Tech. Yeah, it's never easy to go on the road, especially when you go down to Lafayette. Um, You know, Coach Robichaud does a good job with that program down there. I know they're not playing to their you know normal standards this year, but it's not an easy place to play. I think uh, Tech might have dropped the game down there a year ago, so we'll see how they 
uh, respond again Tuesday night, another opportunity to pick up road wins. And if you go up to Marshall and, you know, you win two out of three up there, you're feeling pretty good about yourselves uh, if you have a three-in-one week. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. I know Matt Miller on Friday night is a Friday night starter. He's had three tough outings in a row. So I think the biggest question mark is, you know, what Tech's going to get from him on Friday night. He, he's been the one starter that has shown a little bit of fatigue and needs to bounce back in a big way you know, for Tech to get things back going because we know what this team is. They pitch and they play defense very well. Uh, the offense plays well in spurts is how I would put it, but uh, they they obviously need to be more consistent. But, you know, Tech might not get that this year. So, yeah, the pitching staff has to get things back rolling and uh, they can have a good week on the road this week. All right. Uh, Louisiana Tech spring game, Bulldog fans, first chance to see the 2018 Tech squad at the spring game. Big picture, uh, what's the one or two things that stood out overall about the team for you, Jake, for you, Ben? You know, you know, I didn't think it was a terrible day. I thought it was a little bit of a mixed bag. I didn't think the quarterbacks played that that well. I know y'all talked about it in the first segment with Jamar going 13 of 34 uh, for mm-hmm. 113 yards. He had some accuracy issues. He missed a lot of receivers high, uh, receivers that were open. And that's something that we saw a year ago. And I'm not sure how much we can really take from that. You know, I've talked about throughout the spring, uh, he seems to have grown up a lot, seems to mature. He knows where he wants to go to the fo- go with the football. But at the same time, you have to be able to get the ball to the receivers and allow them to make plays. And when you're playing with, you know, not your normal core receivers, uh, you know, guys are out, you know, his teams are split up. I think Jamar is with the second-team offensive line. There's just a lot of different variables in a spring game. Uh, that don't allow quarterbacks, you know, fully showcase themselves. And, you know, my hope is, y'all know me, I'm a big Jamar believer. I hope that, he, you know, he gets it together over the summer and uh, really leads this football team and has a big year in 2018. But I was uh, really taken aback with how he performed on Saturday afternoon. I think that he needed to show better, uh, you know, not only throwing the ball, but from a leadership standpoint as well. And, you know, looking at the other quarterbacks, uh, backup quarterback Weston Elliott. He threw all right. He was 13 of 18. Uh, he threw two interceptions. Freshman, uh, redshirt freshman Elijah Walker probably had the best day out of all the quarterbacks. He was four or five for 97 yards, and he threw a 46-yard touchdown to Rasheed Bonnet. That was a very well-thrown deep ball. So overall, I thought the quarterbacks. It, it was a mixed bag, but uh, they really need to step it up going into the. You know, the summertime when they get a chance to work, you know, more one-on-one time with their receivers and into the fall. And then the next biggest takeaway for me was Jacquees Dancy at running back. Uh, at 78 yards on 12 carries, and he got another 51 yards on two catches. Uh, extremely explosive out of the backfield. Uh, he's going to have a big year for Tech if he can stay healthy. He was able to, you know, fully showcase his talent Saturday afternoon. I think that has, you know, not only me, but uh, many Bulldog fans excited to see what he can really do. Also in the backfield, uh, Cam McKnight, of course, making the move from wide receiver to running back. He had 11 attempts for uh, 47 yards. And then I think a lot of people turned their heads or thought maybe there was a mistake on the roster. But uh, Jared Kraft, uh, six carries for uh, 27 yards. His younger brother, correct? Yeah, that's actually his twin brother, oddly enough. Uh, walking on as a senior, uh, he, he did score a touchdown late in that scrimmage. And, uh, nice to see him doing well. You know, you never know who's really going to contribute at running back. You know, you could use five or six guys in a season, or you could use two or three. It's a position that it, it tends to feel like guys get injured more often. And like you said, Cam McKnight ran the ball well. I think he's going to be an asset 
protecting the backfield. He's more natural up there. He's a one-cut guy and get north and south, and he showed some of that on Saturday, being able to get his pads low and, uh, you know, get some tough yards between the tackles. And another guy I was impressed with was a sophomore, Israel Tucker. We saw a little bit of him last year in 2017. He had six carries for 53 yards, and it was it was his most impressive day of the spring. He's been banged up a little bit, but uh, it was nice to see him as well. So what was a question mark coming into the spring, I think some answers have been figured out uh, with Jaquise Dancy probably being that go-to running back with McKnight and Tucker right behind him. But uh, I think Tech's going to have you know three solid running backs that they can lean on in 2018. Uh, receiving core, C.J. C. J. Powell leading the way with seven receptions. We heard from uh, Joe Sloan last week. He had high praise for uh, Adrian Hardy. Uh, he had four receptions. Then uh, you look at the, the box score, and I think a lot of things that stand out for at least the Northeast Louisiana fans, two West Monroe kids getting in the box score, uh, Jake Norris with five receptions and uh, John Randall Belton with four catches in the scrimmage. Yeah, you know, I thought, you know, the receiving core, we, we talk so much about how they have so much good depth, and they are talented, but on Saturday I thought they had too many drops. Uh, when receivers aren't helping quarterbacks out, you know, especially in Jamar's case, I think he had three drop touchdowns. He had a 50-yard touchdown that should have been a touchdown, a 60-yard throw that should have been a touchdown. Then I think it was like a 23 or 24-yard throw that should have been a touchdown as well. So you, you know, you kick the ball at the receiver spot, and you, your numbers end up looking a lot better for your quarterbacks. But you mentioned C.J. Powell. He's a you know former walk-on. Uh, he's had an opportunity to get a lot of snaps, a lot of reps this spring with Teddy Bill being, being out, and he's really you know, shown his playmaking ability. And then you talk about John Randall Belton and Jake Norris from West Monroe. Those are two kids that uh, it seems like they get better and better every day. John Randall Belton's a kid that's grown up tremendously throughout the spring. I think he's really going to be able to help Tech at an inside receiver spot. You know, from a blocking standpoint, and he has a good understanding of the game and is really able to sit down in the middle of the zone and catch the ball and just get up the field which is, you know, key for a, a bigger kid like him, 6'4", 230. But uh, he's really playing well and had a strong spring. And Adrian Hardy, the former Oklahoma transfer, like Coach Sloan talked about uh, last week on y'all's show, uh, he has an opportunity to be Tech's best receiver. He, he's really shown an ability to not only get open, but he can beat you deep and he can beat you just really on any route on the route tree. And, uh, you know, he has a drop issue right now, but, Sometimes that comes with being a young receiver, but I was certainly impressed with him on Saturday as well. Spent all that time talking about the offense. Was there one or two guys that really stood out to you on the defensive side of the ball? Oh, defensively, I'd say you know the cornerback group as a whole. We've talked about them a lot, but they played especially well on Saturday. I mean, had you know two or three pass breakups, which was nice to see. It's what we expect from him. I really thought the cornerbacks tackled well in space, which. We, we look at what college football is today. It's all about getting your playmakers in space. So if the cornerbacks and the safeties can't tackle, you're going to be in a world of trouble. Tex corners really tackled well. And then I was especially impressed with Connor Taylor and Davon Washington at linebacker. Uh, Taylor's the former JUCO National Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year uh, from Snow, Utah. Uh, he's been in town for uh, spring practice throughout the spring. And it just looked like he and Washington both were – uh, running sideline to sideline and always seeming to find the football and make tackles, which is nice to see. So when you, you put Washington and Taylor and another junior college, Brandon, junior college signing, Brandon Floyd, I think he had six tackles Saturday afternoon. Uh, Tech's linebacking core is certainly looking a lot stronger than it did a year ago. 
Uh, ben, you continue to do a wonderful job. Uh, where can listeners get more of your work from? Yeah, you can follow us on Bleed Tech Blue on Twitter, uh, Bleed Tech Blue on Facebook. Join us at BleedTechBlue.com, just nine ninety five a month. Uh, we'll continue uh, covering Louisiana Tech football. Now we'll really start to dive into some 2019 recruiting. And, uh, of course, we're covering the Diamond Dogs throughout the rest of the season. So join us at BleedTechBlue.com. Thanks, bud. Appreciate the time. All right. Thanks, guys. C.J. Powell was uh, sitting next to me. I was at the Bradshaw event on Friday. We forgot to tease that. We got plenty of sound coming from uh, Terry Bradshaw, the blonde bomber, coming up later in the show. But he was sitting next to me at lunch, and a wonderful kid, very engaging, and uh, played in Livonia, uh, the, the game, the state championship game, of course, against Union several years ago. Huh. Uh, we are still making an effort to get Skip Holtz on the show later this week to break down the entire spring activities. Yeah, and, and I was also thinking about the whole time, what a story – John Randall Belton would be as well, you know, if he's able to to produce with this team after you know all the injuries he suffered in high school. And then of course the situation with Dancy and how that yes. continues on. A lot of great stories. Yes. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. You can weigh in on the Stuart Shelby text slash hotline. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. The morning drive is back after this. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive the dream. Live to drive. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive, Jake. Uh, I know this is a big day for a uh, state softball playoffs. What's the one game that you're going to be glued into? I'm going to go check out Washtaw. No. Check out the number one seed. You don't say. I do say. Will you be there longer than an hour? <laughs> well, the game lasts longer than an hour. That's why. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. T- check it on number 32, John Arrett, and it's at 530. 
at Washtenaw Parish? Uh, that's a good question. You know, Washtenaw so high powered. They've got the, uh, the a lot of offensive production. Probably not. Uh, perhaps later in the show, uh, Jake will break down all 63 matchups there we have go. in Northeast Louisiana. Okay, sounds yeah. good. We'll see if he did his homework over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. It is a big day, and uh, the weather looks like it's going to be pretty nice. Man, that was a little dicey on Friday. Yeah. And we, we'd heard about it coming, and I was like, all right. And then uh, it was pretty bad. I hate seeing the pictures yeah. of the aftermath, too. Yeah. yeah. 888-993-7762. You can weigh in. we got a number of texts here. We'll get to them here in a second. Uh, there was a huge event, as I mentioned, out at Squire Creek. And you always love to see this Kicks Brooks coming back and Terry Bradshaw and a huge run fundraiser for Tech. I believe uh, Terry said that they raised over $200,000 this wow. year for uh, Tech Athletics with this event, two-day event, of course, on Friday, a little bit of a social, or on Thursday night, and then on Friday with the golf tournament. We did have a, an opportunity to catch up with uh, Terry as he came off the 18th green. Asked him some hard-hitting questions. We started with uh, Louisiana Tech and what he thinks about the athletics program as a whole right now. Well, yeah. I mean, I played in the stadium, Do I, I Stadium, when it first opened up. Uh, years have gone by, and uh, now we've um, got the end of the end zone, the offices and the, the greeting rooms and the weights. And uh, I think for our university, uh, that is a great appeal for athletic football especially but the fact that it helps us recruit you know nowadays kids can go to A&M I was just at A&M in Texas you know just name any of those schools and you, you go in and you see the facilities they have and so here come these five a star five star recruits and and kids are coming here they like the environment they love the city they love the school Coach Holtz is awesome. He's got an incredible staff, and, and the quality of our players uh, have gotten better and better. Now with the press box going in, it's cool. That updates us even more. Uh, there's some other things we're going to do, you know, that are going to happen. Don't know how soon, but one of the things you can't do is when you get momentum going, uh, you, ha you can't stop. You have to continue on, and we're going to do that here. Uh, possibly the end zone is going to be you know, turned in or we'll double deck the other side I mean obviously we're averaging 23,000 but it's the old it's the old thing you know build it and you get the kids build it and the fans come and more you know teams come in here uh, big teams start playing so that's exciting and it takes money it takes the alumni it takes the people to give give not a, only of their time but of, a, of their finances and we're starting to get more and more and more of that and uh, it's important to Tech and the alumni because we're all proud of our school, you know that. Uh, and the more, and it's growing academically, it's always high. But I think with our football program, which is all I really know about, I met our, new, I met our basketball coach. I didn't know we had a bowling team. <laughs> and we've got a really good bowling team. I met the coach last. I said, you got to be kidding. we got a bowling team. <laughs> lacrosse is next. But who are we going to recruit for lacrosse? It had to be guys that fish because they're the only ones that use a net, right? <laughs> so, uh, so I'm really proud of what's happening here. And I think the alumni around the country, because I run into them all the time, all the time, no exaggeration. And there's more and more pride in our school. We're updating our you know, our engineering buildings, our business buildings, everything is being updated here. Uh, student housing, and just uh, so many exciting things here. Dr. Geis has done an awesome job uh, getting money for the school. 
Uh, we're going to play LSU this year. After we go, we got to go 2 and 0, then we'll go beat LSU, and then that's 3 and 0, and then here we go. We've won four bowl games in a row. Yeah. You know what? We're going to win five. That's that's my outlook on it. But I'm really proud. Really love the direction in which we're headed. Jake, just for the record, I'm unlike the Masters and CBS. I did not edit in the birds chirping. It was perfect. That was though. natural. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. It was uh, very peaceful. Uh, we talked about a lot of different things, including uh, the Cowboys. And uh, Gary weighs in. I'll read uh, Des's quote one more time. Uh, Des Bryant throws some shade at the Cowboys after getting cut. He says, I'll say this right here. I believe that the Garrett boys played a role in my departure. I would say that. I believe that. I truly believe that. And then, of course, his quote, I won't put no names out, but they know, and I want them to know that I know. I'll shoot them a text, and I'll let them know. Little do they know, you know, that you can wear that C all you want to, but in the locker room, they know who runs, who they run to and talk to. So Gary fires back to Des. I know, you know, that you know when you cry for the ball, you're going to drop some key throws. Your teammates know that you are self-centered. If you don't know, I'll let you know so you will know. So many no's. Good job, Gary. Yeah, that, that was, was good, well Gary. Well done, Gary. That was like well that. done. Uh, yeah, and we had a, a text earlier from Sherman saying that quote from Des confirms why Cowboys made the correct decision, which is pretty fair. So uh, somebody asked uh, Terry about the Cowboys situation, and then he didn't. He was on the golf course. He was having a good time. So as I'm pulling up, I hear the news about Des Bryant, and you'll hear me. Uh, break the news to Bradshaw that Des Bryant has been cut. I'm Jerry Jones. First thing I do is uh, I take care of Des Bryant. In other words, take it, ask him to take pay cut. Uh, I'd like to move him into the slot, and then I get me a receiver. He's got to get some weapons for that quarterback. They got the running game. Uh, the offensive line is really good. Didn't play as well as they should have last year. Injuries was part of that. I do think, probably like most of you who are Cowboy followers, that they need to upgrade their wide position, wide receiver position, possibly tight end also. But you can get those guys. You can even get receivers easily in second, third, and fourth round. Those guys, they're out there. Uh, but I think they, you know, that's just my, as, as a fan looking at it, uh, that would be the one thing I think they would do is, is get a receiver. But. Who knows? May yeah, get a, they may get a Russian guy. You know, may get a, an outside guy. Reports are they released him in the last hour. They so, just released yeah, him? Yeah. Well, there you have it. <laughs> All that talk oh, for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that when you had when you tell me that before. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's being said. Let me ask you hey, about Some this. guy asked me the other day about some, some, some defensive end for Pittsburgh, and he gave me his name. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> and I really didn't. I had, to be, I had to be honest with him. I could have said, oh, he's played great. Wait a minute, he's been hurt all year. Oh, okay. <laughs> Terry being Terry. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was a question about the Saints, and, of course, as they move forward to the draft. And uh, Fox Sports' Terry Bradshaw breaks down what he thinks the Saints need to do and what the future looks like for New Orleans. What a great draft last year. I mean, two rookies that are rookie of the year guys, um, and they and I think what Sean did last year, he realized that he's got to get a little more physical in his offensive line in his running game, and by doing so, that opens up his passing with his back in the backfield, and their defense really came on really strong. Uh, they, there's a couple of more pieces they can get defensively, offensively. 
I think they're pretty set, but they'll knowing Sean and how he loves to be explosive. If there's somebody out there, and there will be somebody out there, they're everywhere. Uh, I think that he can, he'll put a piece together for his offense for sure. But I think, I think he's in that conference with Carolina and uh, and Tampa uh, and Atlanta. Uh, you better be able to get after that quarterback, and you better be able to cover because that's a that's a passing bunch. So. Probably he knows that better than anybody, and I think he'll continue to build his defense. Really good stuff from Bradshaw. It's always a great event. Of course, what him and the Kicks Brooks do coming back every year hosting. I think everybody that participates in it, money well spent. They know where it's going, great cause, and, of course, they're thoroughly entertained. Yeah, and I, I always like hearing his insight. You know, this is former NFL quarterback. He's still in the game. He's still, you know, commentating or being a broadcaster. With Fox, so uh, yeah, I, I like hearing what he thinks about these teams that are so close to us. He's got a pretty good life. Yeah, I mean, what what is that show where he's traveling around with uh, Shatner and uh, Foreman and the Fonz Winkler? Have you watched it yet? I haven't. Tabor, have you watched that show yet? It's on NBC. Uh, he talked about it later on, just uh, how it kind of got a, a, a bad draw, the the events that they were up against. But it's coming back for another year. Was so it like like a look. greatest race type of deal? I haven't seen. Yeah, but they, yeah, they're doing like you know strange things. Those four kind of you know getting into some mischief, some adventures around the world. Hmm. It's all you know, obviously staged, but it's still yeah. pretty good. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, check it out. It's coming back uh, another year. Okay. So. Okay. Not too shabby. I'm sure it's one of those shows you watch with your wife, right? <laughs> yes. 888-993-7762. You can weigh in. Uh, Jake wants to talk a little Pels. NBA postseason, that's coming up after the break. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. West Monroe Hearing Healthcare. We solve hearing problems. If you've got hearing problems, chances are we can solve them. We want to get you back to life and living again with family and friends. Better hearing, better living. Sounding distant, our parts of conversations missing. We want to make it perfectly clear so you can begin living again. Better hearing, hearing, living is waiting here for you. West Monroe Hearing Healthcare. West Monroe Hearing Healthcare. We solve hearing problems. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys. 
so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. I mean, come on. I know you. You know you. And I know you know that I know you. That's Des Brad's press conference. Yeah, we just that was pretty good. That was from a dodgeball, actually. So was he biting off dodgeball? I don't know. Des Bryant's I hope so. Otherwise, that's just embarrassing. <laughs> hey, uh, can you recue that, Tabor? I want to hear it one more time, and then, of course, I'll reread uh, Des Bryant's uh, quote to uh, the Dallas Morning News on the situation with the Cowboys. So this is the dodgeball. I mean, come on. I know you. <laughs> you know you. And I know you know that I know you. <laughs> Des, I won't put no names out, but they know, and I want them to know that I know. I'll shoot them a text and let them know, little did they know is, you know. Pretty much Perfect. the same Yeah, yeah, he pretty much copied, uh, what is it, White Goodman? Is that his name? White Goodman's quote. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Tebow says, better late than never, and yes, he watches it with the spouse, says it's hilarious. Sam says also, uh, William Shatner, Henry Winkler, George Foreman, they just travel around the world together doing weird stuff. Things that you are missing. Yeah, I, I had no idea about it, so I'll check that out since it's coming back for another season. I watched it a couple times. I didn't think it was actually that hilarious. Oh. I did watch it. Not trying to throw the local guys, man. Terry Bradshaw, but I didn't think it was that I bet great. you didn't tell him that. <laughs> Uh, Hogan says, go Hogs and Rockets. Got scared. Minnesota played a great game. They are one of the best number eight seeds I've ever seen. We got another texter earlier on. Think now the Pels in five. The Pels in five. How, how things change. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say Pels in five, but I do like the Pels' chances of winning this series. I liked it from the get-go. The fact that they stole game one just gives me further confidence that they can pull this off. All things said, though, if you look at that game Saturday, first of all, McCollum and Lillard didn't play great. They didn't shoot it well. And anytime I, I see the Stars not shooting it well, that always makes me kind of nervous because you know sooner or later it's going to click for them. But that said, they had multiple efforts on defense, the Pels did, where I was just like, wow, if y'all play like this defensively, Y'all can win this series and maybe, just maybe, give the Warriors a run without Curry. And I know Curry's supposed to be back uh, in in the second round of the playoffs, but you know who knows? Maybe he, maybe he isn't, or maybe he comes back and he's not fully healthy, and you take advantage of that. But uh, they just looked unbelievably long to me. Uh, they recorded several steals in the third quarter. Like I said at the beginning of the show, Drew Holiday, you know, when he plays defense like that, take away some of the the boneheaded turnovers he makes. When you take when he plays defense like that and when he when he's on a roll offensively as well, he's a top twenty player in the league. I know that sounds ridiculous and crazy, but he's one of the best two way players in the league already. And when he's got it going offensively and when he's making those blocked shots at the end of the game, how many times have we came in here on a Monday or on a the next morning and talked about how Drew Holiday made some big-time defensive plays in the last two minutes of a game. Several times this year. I mean, he has really 
really stepped up his game. And with Rondo, the last true point guard, going out there and giving you 17 assists and uh, my guy Miritich continuing to play well and, of course, Anthony Davis being Superman. This is a good team, and I like the chemistry of this team. I really do. You know, I, I had somebody text me yesterday say they shouldn't have, Pell shouldn't have got rid of uh, Lance Stevenson because, you know, we saw what he did, and we'll talk about the Cavs in a minute. But I, I, I disagree with that. I, li- I think that would have disrupted this team's chemistry. I, I really do like this team's chemistry, and I think they, they've got what it takes to win this series. I don't want to go too far. I think they've already won by just making the playoffs. But if you, if you win this series, man, that is an incredible year, all things considered. Uh, we do a terrible job of promoting our own stuff, but I just want to let everybody know, starting at 8 o'clock, tipping off, Tim Brando from Fox Sports will be joining us. We continue to break down the Pels and the fact that they win 97-95. They win this game, of course, uh, thrilling fashion against the Trailblazers. They have the big lead, though, and they nearly blow it, but they do get the franchise's first uh, road playoff victory since I think Anthony Davis was in prom or taking uh, somebody to prom back in 2011. Anthony Davis's first playoff victory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we got a text here. Rondo, Holiday, and Davis have an elite defensive chemistry. I, I agree. I mean, they, they look incredible Saturday. I mean, they really turned it up a notch. So it doesn't bother you. They almost blew a 14-point lead with, what, about four and a half no, minutes to no, go in that game. because, and honestly, it gives me a little bit more faith going forward because I knew that run was coming. Like, you knew McCollum and, and uh, Lillard were going to heat up sooner rather than later. And they finally did, and they, they cut into that lead. And I was going, okay, how are they going to handle this? And I saw in the post game where Anthony Davis said, that's where playoff Rondo comes in. He tells the guys, hey, let's, let's relax. It's fine. You know, Rondo, when, when it comes to the playoffs, he really turns it up. I know I've been saying turns it up a lot, but he really does. He goes to another level in the playoffs. That's what he's known for. That's why playoff Rondo is a thing. And uh, so having his experience in the playoffs, I think that's where where it came into play. And they were able to settle down. And, yeah, the Blazers had opportunities to still win that game. But, again, Drew Holiday made some fantastic defensive plays. And they made the free throws when it counted. And – you know, I've been talking about all, so much about the other guys, but Ian Clark hit a big-time three-pointer down the stretch, too, with less than two minutes mm-hmm. to go. So, it's you know, the, the supporting cast is helping as well. And that backcourt combination, dynamic duo there for Portland, they were averaging 48 points during the regular season per game. They shoot just 13 of 41 yeah. in that game yeah. for uh, 37 points. In fact, only one trailblazer actually shot over 50% in the game. And see, that's why I'm not saying Pels and five. Like, that's why I'm not going overboard. I still like the Pels to win the series, but you know that's a rarity. You know you know that's a rarity when those two guys shoot that bad. Give credit to the, the Pelicans' defense, but you know those guys are going to heat up. And listen, as uh, boring as the regular season can be during the regular season for the NBA, you tune, tune in and, and watch that and that crowd and the way that they were in it. It was good stuff. Well, that's why people say that the regular season doesn't matter. You know, I mean, regular season games, like you said, rarely do you get big games. Usually you have to have like a rivalry like a Westbrook versus Durant, some kind of other storyline to really reel you in. But when the playoffs start, when you start to see these arenas pack out and just have that electricity, yeah, it's fun, man. It's really compelling TV. What says you? Are you on board now? 888-993-7762, the Stuart Shelby text slash hotline. A lot of other storylines from the NBA including LeBron losing a first-round playoff game. Yeah, so a couple things about this game. First of all, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but the Pacers jumped all over the Cavs. Like, the Cavs never got started. 
Um, and Victor Oladipo, he had over 30 points in that game. And there's another side storyline here where, if you'll remember, whenever Indiana got uh, Victor Oladipo for Paul George, Dan Gilbert, of course, the Cleveland Cavaliers owner, he opened his big mouth and said Indiana could have done better than it did. Oladipo remembered that, and he made sure he went off in game one. He sure did. And Lance Stevenson was playing the heel, uh, you know, going right after Le- I think that's why they keep him around because they know they're going to face LeBron. And, hey, just go out there and annoy LeBron for 48 minutes for us, will you? And he does. And uh, I, let me d- – I want to read these stats for for the Cavaliers because if you look at it, and, you know, we've gotten some texts about LeBron and, you know, how he's – getting older, but he did his part last night. It's his teammates that felt him. All right, so Jeff Green, 0 for 7, 0 points. Kevin Love, you know, you can make the excuses about playoff experience with other guys. You can't make that excuse for Kevin Love. 3 for 8, played 34 minutes and had 9 points. He did have 17 rebounds, but only had 9 points. George Hill, 3 for 7, 7 points. Rodney Hood, 4 for 8, 9 points. I mean, you know, Jordan Clarkson, two for six, six points. What is LeBron supposed to do? He's got no help. Those guys got to be better than what they were because LeBron, at the end of the day, still had a triple-double. He still had 24 points, 12 assists, and 10 rebounds. So Quint's uh, line was that LeBron thinks he's a fine wine, but he sees him as an old, wrinkled-up grape. Yeah, and I just disagree with that. I think LeBron has proved in his 15th season that he still has it, <clears throat> that he's still the king, the man. So, yeah, they got to do – his supporting cast has to be better, plain and simple, or else they might get bounced by the Pacers. I'm not calling that. I'm just saying, you know, this that was a wake-up call, and I expect them to be better in game two. 80 points in NBA games? Pretty bad. Dude, it was bad. The first quarter, it was ugly. Uh, Pacers were all over them. Uh, Boston takes care of uh, Milwaukee and, of course, uh, OKC against uh, Utah – they win by eight. And Houston had a little bit of an issue as a number one seed, but they do knock off Minnesota by three, 104 to 101. Yeah, Tony says Cavs won't play that bad again in this series. It's an anomaly. I agree with you, Tony. Uh, and, but about Boston and Milwaukee, that was one of the crazier fourth quarter endings we've seen. Uh, if, you hadn't, if you didn't have a chance to watch it, the game was tied, and uh, Rozier crossed up Bledsoe and – had a because he crossed him up so badly, shook him so badly, he was wide open for a three pointer, drained it with .05 seconds left to go up by three, gave Boston the three point lead. So you're thinking it's over. Well, Milwaukee calls timeout. They advance the ball. They uh, look to inbound it. Chris Middleton's wide open by the signature, by the signature, by the R on Red Arbach. <laughs> it was wide open there. They t- toss it over to him. And he nails this long three pointer to tie the game. They go into overtime. Boston does pull it out, but that was one of the crazier fourth quarter endings that we've seen. Uh, the three other series, uh, Philadelphia looks very impressive against Miami in game one. They take care of business, winning by 27. Toronto all over uh, Washington by eight. And Golden State has no issues with San Antonio. And Popovich, of course, not happy in his post-game <laughs> press conference. That'll probably be part of our parting shot as Pop gets a little testy with the pesky press. Yeah, he had quite a few quotes that we could use in that parting yeah. shot. One about Danny Green that was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, that series, or that game, I should say, went how I expected it to. I had an argument with one of my buddies. I went back home this weekend 
and he was trying to tell me that the Spurs were going to give them trouble. I'm just like, first of all, they don't have Kawhi Leonard to guard Kevin Durant. Who's going to guard him? Second of all, Marcus Aldridge is not good in the playoffs. I said it all week, and what did he do? He gave you 14 points. He's not clutch. He's not a postseason guy. He's really good in the regular season. He's just not good in the postseason. Again, they, they couldn't hang with the Warriors. All right, as we go to break, now uh, up one nothing in this series, what do you put the chances, the percentages that the Pels win in this series now? Ooh, uh, 65. Ooh. It's too bad it's not a best of five, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, I still like the Pels to win the series. Yeah. I liked them from the get-go. But winning that game one obviously gives them a big um, leg up, and now you got home court advantage. Gus Cattengill will join us for his weekly visit tomorrow. We know he'll be fired up for the Pels. Jake will have to take a nap tomorrow, though. Be another <laughs> late night. Yeah, yeah. It'll be tough. We'll make it. 888-993-7762. Coming up next, we're looking forward to catching up with Tim Brando once again. We'll take a walk down memory lane with him at ULM, plus we'll get his take on a variety of subjects in the sports world. And at 8.30, we always look forward to catching up the voice of the Warhawks, that being Nick White. The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.